Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Rita Whoop who is the broker for Oregon Wine Country Properties, Keller Williams, Portland Premier. She is also featured in Wine Country Women of Willamette Valley and Walla Walla. Rita, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to be catching up with you. It's been a little while. It has. The dumb COVID, yes. (laughs) We can move on from that. That damn (laughs) pandemic got in the way of us seeing each other. So I've got to ask, I don't know the answer to this question. What was your career before being a broker? Well, that's a funny story. Um, I I actually was a homemaker. I raised four children and they started getting older. And I thought, I am bored. I've got to think of something else to do. So I started a gift basket company of all Oregon products. And then within a year, I was selling them all over the world. And so a man by the name of Delford Smith that had Evergreen Airlines um, had a huge farm business. So he called me and said, I want to buy your business. Come work for me. And I ended up being on the farm board. And we actually did a huge all over the world gift basket. And um, it was so interesting because the people that I met on that farm board are in the wine industry today because he also had vineyards. And it's just amazing how just the steps tie together. So I did that for a couple of years and um, traveled to China, New York, different places, developed a whole product line for him. And, you know, the whole corporate nine to five stuff and uh, just it wasn't my dream of really, you know, different projects and, you know, I get bored easily. So uh, I really wanted to go into real estate. So I went into real estate and it's different because you're doing these, you're watching and helping other people do their dreams and you get to dream along with them and you're always working on different projects. So you don't ever get tired of it. You're just moving from one, you know, client to the next and watching, you know, helping them get their dreams. And that's what makes me happy. So how did you make that transition, though, from gift baskets to to real estate? Well, I had always had an interest in rental properties and helping people, um, just friends of mine, look for property or negotiating property. I've always been uh, a negotiator. And so it was something I already had kind of an interest in. And then I just wanted to do it full time. And so I went to him and said, look, I want to do this full time. And he was very supportive and said, you know, you always have a job here. Um, You know, go to school, do your thing. And, um, you know, we kept in contact. And so I launched into doing uh, real estate. And how long have you been doing real estate now? It has been almost uh, 17 years. Wow. You're like the real estate woman broker in the Willamette Valley. I, I don't know about that, but... Uh, okay, well, I, I think I, so. <laughs> I, I love what I do. I love the connections and the people that you meet and the hunt. You know, when you, we talk about 
what did you do in your past life and how does that help you with real estate, especially in the vineyard winery business? A lot of times those properties just don't show up on the multiple listing. <laughs> you right. really have to go dig for them and you have to find them. And so um, I'll date myself here, but when my daughter was young, it was the big beanie baby hunt, right? <laughs> so right. you had to you had to search for it. Well, it's kind of like that with real estate. You have to you have to search and track down and find people that are willing to sell. And it's, it's a very much connected business. So, um, you know, I've lived here for so long and I have so many connections that I often hear of things before it gets, you know, out in the public and, you know, you know, I have a lot of connections telling me, Hey, so-and-so might be willing to sell. So you're constantly looking and then on the, you know, on the looking side, trying to find the people that will sell and then working with the buyer side, trying to find, you know, their match. And so sometimes I'll just lay in bed at night and think, okay, this person would go good with that person. <laughs> and oh it just goodness. kind of, it's, it's just, you're always kind of putting together people and dreams and situations. And, and so many times somebody will call me and say, this is what I want. And I'll think, well, I don't really know why that is. And then in a couple of days, somebody else calls me and says, hey, guess what I have, you know? And it happens all the time. It's just fascinating how that works. Currently in various parts across the country, real estate, at least on the, in the housing market, it's a seller's market. There's not a lot of homes available. Is that how it is in, in your neck of the woods? It is. Um, it's it's shocking, really, the real estate market here. I think um, during COVID, you know, a lot of times my clients would be out of state, out of country buyers um, for the vineyard winery stuff. And during COVID, people started thinking, look, if I'm going to be shut down, I want to be shut down on some land or some pieces of, you know, property and kind of people started kind of thinking about what is it they want to do and how do they want to live their life so it actually even with COVID there was about a year and a half that we were you know kind of shut down per se where people weren't traveling to come in we had a lot of buyers um, from other places in the state along with you know um, other states out of country has been a little slower this last year because people haven't felt comfortable traveling that far but definitely um in the vineyard and winery business, those are a lot of times super secret sales. Um, they're not just out there for everybody to see a lot of times. Um, you know, like on my website, there's there's listings on there, but there's a lot that aren't because they're just people that don't want anybody to know that they're selling and other people that don't want anybody to know that they're buying. So it's a very um, confidential business on some levels of it. And then some you know, some are, they don't care. It just really depends. And you have to take each situation and handle that the way your, um, you know, your buyer seller wants you to handle it. Sure. So I have to ask, there was a big sale recently. <laughs> yes. And that was not me. That was a, um, that was, a, I believe a California broker. I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about Ponzi. Yes. Yes. I think that no, was a that shocker is... for a lot of people. <laughs> It was. Um, that was kind of a surprise, although not. You know, some of those, um, I've had some of the famous um, Burgundian winemakers here um, and have sold property. Um, and, you know, it's just definitely everybody wants a piece of the Willamette Valley. And when you look at the reasons why it's so popular, 
you know, prices, um, permitting, um, so many different issues um, that other places have that we don't have. It's still a really good deal here. It's significantly <laughs> gone up in price. It's, it's way more than it used to be. But still compared to other areas, um, it's still a really good value. You just have to be able to find the good pieces. Are there vineyards still available for people to yes. buy? Uh -huh. Yes, yeah. there are. Um, and there's, you know, there's some really nice, beautiful homes with, with just like a gentleman's vineyard. Mm -hmm. And then there's also, we have one in escrow right now that's, you know, 80 acres planted, um, just a production site. Um, we've got, you know, a 600 acre piece that's just all development. So we have the whole gamut of, you know, from a gentleman's to, you know, big production sites. So you really do represent a wide range of different properties. Uh -huh. Types of people mm -hmm. and clients and yeah. What have you found to be the most challenging part of your job? Um, I think the most challenging is, you know, just keeping um, when you have a lot of transactions and a lot of different personality types, you know, is getting keeping all the timelines and the, um, you know, you constantly are having um, at this level, I have a lot of people that just need advice, right? So you, they're calling you, just asking you questions and need help. And of course, you know, a big part of my heart is I want to be able to help them. You know, they right. could be going through a divorce or, or things like that that aren't a, um, you know, a transaction that I'm going to be involved in. And yet I don't feel like I can be working at this level and not reach back and help those just that just need advice and help. So so many times like my phone is just um, constantly, you know, going off. And, and part of that is, is finding buyers, finding sellers, and then just giving people advice or that have questions on the market here. So there's a lot of education, you know, when they come into the Valley, they might not know the different ABAs mm -hmm. um, and what they have to offer and what they might be a good fit for them. Um, and then trying to keep all the timelines straight when you're, you know, you're working at that level. It's, you know, it's multitasking. What's the percentage of your clients are mm -hmm. out of state? It's probably about, used to be like probably 75, oh. um, 25 now. Okay. It's probably a close to a 50-50 over this last, you know, year or so. But the you know, now that people are feeling more comfortable traveling, I'm getting more and more calls from out of state. Hey, we're coming in. You know, we've we had um, a couple weeks ago, we had four different clients in from out of state. Next week, we have clients in from out of state. Um, this week, we have clients in from out of state. So a lot of out of state. So normally in a normal year, it's probably a 75-25. Wow. Not to get too nosy here, are they mostly <laughs> people that are wanting to get into the wine business or simply want a wine country backdrop? The majority of them, I would say, are from the wine business wanting to get into the valley. Okay. Um, and Again, you know, it's hard to get into the valley and buy property here without really having a connection or knowing someone because it's just such a small, tight knit, you know, community group. Right. It is. Uh huh. So, so they, you know, they look for somebody like me that has connections and can um, navigate, you know, 
finding those pieces that are not just, you know, publicized out there. Those extra special places. Yes, (laughs) extra special places. So I have to ask, what would you consider as a top moment of your career so far? One of my favorites is a very famous wine company um, from Burgundy that I helped buy a piece. And we uh, flew afterwards. Um, I like to fly in helicopters. It's just I like the speed of it. But I like just looking over the valley and seeing what has changed and what's being developed. And when I'm searching for land or searching for pieces, um, I'll go after certain areas and I'll look and see, okay, I want that hill or I want that, you know, when I'm looking, that's a lot of times how I will look. And I went up with them and um, we, you know, we got to fly over where they were building and what they were doing. And then um, just meeting with them afterwards at a party and just, they're so grateful, you know, um, sure they're very important people and, you know, they're just the nicest, kindest people and they're so appreciative. And um, one of them said to me, the owner, he said, and you, you work all night long and you should be sleeping. And I kind of looked at him and he goes, I know because you email me in the middle of the night. And I said, well, if I don't sleep, I'm working. So if somebody <laughs> emails me, I email him back. And he laughed. And, you know, um, some of the referrals and some of the, um, you know, the things that people have said, that's what makes me happy that I was able to do a good job for them. And they're happy with what they have. Well, and they recognize that you're putting in the time to work for them, yeah. right? And Yeah, uh-huh. And I kind of feel like if you're going to perform at at the level that I'm I'm at right now is, you know, you have to answer your phone all the time. I'm on call 24-7. Um, you know, I'm single. Uh, my kids are grown. Um, so I really can do it 24-7. And I think just people expect that when, you know, if you're in a different time zone or 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 not just to be able to get a hold of you at any time and know that you're there for them and um that's you know i feel like important if you're going to represent someone on either side that they know they can call you and they're going to get a hold of you and if you're busy that you're going to call them right back and that's that's just like critical to me i agree i think you need to make yourself available and be responsive and so people can know they can count on you yes Right. Very important in this business. Best advice you've received? Do you have a mentor? Um, yes, I've had some great mentors. Um, and, uh, you know, when I first started um, into real estate, I was in a team. And, you know, you just kind of pick up the phone and you take whatever lead comes in that day. And and um, you go show the listings that the, you know, the team has. And so I went out on a listing and it happened to be a vineyard piece. And this um, uh, Alan Holstein, who's, you know, a really well-known vineyard manager for years here, um, he he asked me a question and I said, I don't know, but I'll get, I'll answer, you know, I'll find out and I'll get back to you. And he looked at me and he said, well, if you're going to sell it, don't you think you should know? And I said, I certainly do. And I think you should teach me. And he just looked at me and got a big smile on his face and he goes, okay. And so from that time on, he would call me and say, let's, let's go for a drive. And he would teach me, you know, take me out in the vineyard and show me things. And, and then, like I said, working at Evergreen, I was good friends with, you know, Gretchen Bach, who, who has been with uh, Joe Dobbs and just now is working for a big California firm. Um, vineyard managers were on that board that now I work with. Um, 
And so just the connections of, of people that I've built, um, you know, and bigger managers I can have um, when people come into town and they don't know all these people to, um, you know, to talk to and get advice from on the, on the management side and the planting side. I have a really close team of people that I work with. And I think that's invaluable when you just come in and you don't know anyone. Absolutely. It's great to have good resources, good um, exactly. friends that can provide counsel and a great team to support you. What's ahead for you? Are you going to sell real estate for 20 more years? <laughs> oh, um, you know, I can't imagine ever retiring completely. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm definitely getting to that age of retirement, but I also... You know, retirement, um, I never, I don't think I'll ever be the type that can just not do something and work at some level. Um, so I probably will always be doing, you know, some deals, maybe not at this, uh, you know, this pace. volume or <laughs> pace. Um, but I also um, don't, you know, I, I have no intentions of just retiring and just sitting there. And just, I, that's just not me. I always think it would be nice to have a day off or two. And then you have a day or two off and you're like, okay, I got to get back to, you know, to doing something creative. And real estate um, really is creative because you're helping people create something. And that's super fun to go through the valley and look at um, pieces of land you've sold or restaurants um, that I've helped people get into um and you see their businesses exploding and you see what they're doing both in the first generation and second generation winemakers that is pretty cool to to go you know to either fly or drive by these big parcels of land and see them after they've been built out or or um, developed that just gives my heart i just makes me happy Aww. really happy that's great <laughs> it's gratifying it's very gratifying yes Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Well, let's move on to your personal life now. Mention that you have four kids, grown children. Yes. I believe you have grandchildren. I do. I have four children, and I have seven grandchildren and one on the way. Oh, my goodness. Those <laughs> so holidays must be a lot of fun. It's so fun. You know, I, I work hard, but my uh, family is super important to me. Um, Sunday nights, we have dinner and everybody comes over. We all have very busy lives. But it's the one night that we can, you know, cook a big meal, have everybody over, laugh, talk. Um, holidays are big with us. And um, I'm fortunate to have, you know, all of my children close. And um, it's just really important. It's, you know, I'm very blessed to have a, a large, big, close family. And you said every Sunday? We, we were doing it every Sunday. And then in the summertime, as the kids got older, we were doing it every other Sunday. Sunday. That's great. I love that. What a wonderful tradition. It is a fun tradition. And a lot of my friends have picked that up. And that's fun to see, too, because, you know, we all, all of us, no matter what job you're doing, life gets super busy. And it's it's important to connect and keep that close, you know, family ties. And it's really fun to see the cousins so close and playing and, you know, 
growing up together. It's just super important. I have 10 acres um, so they can run around and, you know, play. And um, it's just, it's a really special time. So I've got to ask, if I took a step inside your home, what would I see? What's your decorating style? What's your color scheme? Oh, um, well, where I'm at right now, I built this house about 21 years ago. So I'm kind of looking at it going, okay, it's getting to that place where I might want to start renovating. But um, big um, two-story stone fireplace, you know, at Christmas, it has tons of, I think there's 15 of us now, stockings on it. Um, uh, I like fur and, you know, cozy and um, overstuffed leather couches and you know nice but just really comfortable where nobody has to feel like you know oh don't touch anything or spill anything it's just it's a family it's a home it's where you know we can you know bake Christmas cookies and the house can be a disaster in the kitchen and then everybody leaves and I stay up and clean it all up and you would never know anyone was there but while they're there I want them to have to feel like it's home and it's comfortable and it's just we can invite other families in um, and include them and just have a good time. That's the home everybody wants to have, right? It, yeah, I mean, you don't want to have it where it's super nice, and it, it is. I mean, I love my home. Um, you know, I have big flower baskets in the summer and huge, you know, big flowers. I love flowers um, and pots and, you know, outdoor furniture and stuff, but I also want it to be where people feel like they can just curl up on the couch or the chairs and just feel peace, you know, for a couple hours of just peace and joy and, you know, good food. So I have to ask, when people come to your house, do you have a hard time getting them to go home? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, usually the kids at some point have to go home and go to bed. But, um, you know, I still have friends from high school and we, um, Every summer we get together and I have a huge, um, you know, barbecue at my house and people that I've known, you know, I'm, gosh, I'm old now. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I graduated, what, 40 years ago. So, um, but we're still in contact and we still see each other. And um, that's fun. It, it's fun to connect. And I think our lives can so easily get out where you just don't have those those times and moments of fellowship with people and connecting and people need to feel connected and so having a home and property that i can do that with is just uh super important you know when i divorced i thought oh i don't really need this big a house but i really wanted um and that was what 17 16 17 years ago I wanted a place my kids could come home to and it could be a stable, you know, loving foundation. And so all these years um, that I've been there thinking, oh, it's, you know, a lot to take care of. The payoff of what that means to not only my family, but friends and, you know, other people that need to feel like family, it's it's just worth every every second of it. That's wonderful. So when you kick back and relax, what kind of music do you like to listen to? I listen to all kinds of music. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, I can, on my iPod, you could probably pick out so many different kinds of music. Um, but I I really enjoy um, worship music because that's where my heart is. And um, so I listen to that a lot. Um, it centers me and, you know, gives me purpose. And then... Um, 
you know, keeps me grounded into what I want my direction of life to be. Um, I listen to country. I listen to classical. I listen to jazz. I listen to, it kind of just depends on my mood. You know, I'm in my car a lot. Um, this weekend, I, I went down to Lebanon, which is a couple hours from here for a client that wanted me to look at a couple hundred acre piece. And it was just a beautiful drive. You know, the weather here has been gorgeous for the last week. And it was just a couple hours of music and thinking and, you know, uh, creating in my head, <laughs> just thinking about different things and different people. And so I, there's so many, I don't know that I could narrow it down to just one, but lots of music. I asked you recently, when you want to get away, where do you want to go? And you told me that you love sun and water. And yes. you also mentioned that you love speed. Yes. And Disneyland. <laughs> I gotta ask. Yes. What's the fascination with speed? I don't know. I love, I like driving fast. I like being in a helicopter fast. I like uh, a speedboat. Have you raced like cars? I have to ask that. Have you ever been in No, a I have not done that. Would I, you do it? I, um, I yes, I probably would do that. Um, <laughs> I really would love to learn how to fly a helicopter. Um, and my kids said you are way too dangerous on the ground. You just need to be in the air <laughs> with a helicopter. But um, it's just something about the wind in your um, the wind in your face and your hair. There's that moment of just. Um, I love driving in the, in my convertible down the gorge with the top down and the music on. There's. There's just so much uh, freedom and that feel is just, I love that feel, I love that feel. of the, the wind in your hair. Yeah, I love it. So I love Mexico. I love the Caribbean. Um, and my friends, even as adults, um, we, when my daughter was in high school, we used to get, take a bunch of girls to Disneyland and then the mom started going, well, I want to go. So then it would be a bunch of girls and a bunch of moms. And, and even today, um, you know, a couple of my friends, we all love Disneyland. It's like you get to be a kid and you get to run around and just have fun and forget, you know, the forget adult, the normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And so on my um, 60th birthday, my best friend Lonnie said, we're going to do that, that, you know, it's going to be a little bit of everything that you love. And so we flew down to did uh, to Disneyland for a couple of days, and then we went to Catalina Island and took a boat over there and the speed of that boat. It was super fun. Um, went all over the island, uh, went out, did all kinds of fun things. It was just one thing after the other that just, I love going into the San Juans, uh, taking a boat up to Canada, watching the whales, anything in the, the sun and the wind and the water. That's just my happy place. Oh, you make me want to go on a vacation right now. I know. We should all go. <laughs> Whoever wants to go, let's just do a group tour. Yes. If you could just I wanted fly, to go back. we could all get on that plane of yours. Love plane? Yeah. <laughs> you could fly us away. Well, I wanted to go back to the San Juan. Swami and I did that a couple years ago. We took a float plane in and then jumped on a boat. Um, it's so, so fun. And, you know, I love doing that. And um, with COVID, we just didn't do it. So if if you've never done it, it is so fun. You know, the San Juan Seattle. Islands, is that what you're Oh my gosh. Yes. Somebody yes. else recently brought up the San Juan Islands to me. Oh, and I had gorgeous. no idea they even I didn't even know about them. So 
Well, you would love it. It is really a trip. We um, stayed in Seattle and we went to Chihuly's Gardens. Then we got on a plane, a float plane. And Lonnie was like, I don't know about this. We're going to be landing on the water. I said, what What can happen? <laughs> if it's going to crash, you just jump into the water. <laughs> and we we had a blast. We laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And we, so we jumped on that and then we got onto another boat and went all the way up to Canada and just sat on we of course had to sit right on the bow of the boat so you feel the wind and the water oh, in your course. face and of course that's where we had to sit and it was just that feeling of speed water and sun splashing your face um and going up to see the whales migrating was oh, oh i can still cool. i can see it it's just super cool yeah if you haven't done it do it and if you need someone to go, I'm anytime, anywhere. Oh, you better call. watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might take you up on that, Rita. Oh, it's I'll be fun. Like, I need you to take me. Yes, I'm happy go. to go. <laughs> you need to get away. I'm sure. I'm yes. Happy. Well, on that note, I'm going to wrap things up with you right now. So we got five quick questions, fun, lighthearted questions. So here we go. You ready? Yep. Okay. What kind of car do you drive? I have a 280 SLK Roadster Mercedes convertible. That okay. is my fun speed car. You're so specific. Okay. What's your favorite flower? I love um, begonias and, um, you know, some of those big, huge petal flowers. Okay. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. If you were a crayon, what color would you be? I'd have to say red. I don't know why. You just asked me what popped into my head red. Who's one of your favorite actors? Richard Gere. Okay. <laughs> and what's the last magazine you read? Well, it was probably a catalog for a store. Like <laughs> 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 a shopping catalog. Probably. Okay, well, that was honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah was it probably honest. was. <laughs> Rita, so much fun talking with you today. Really, thank you so much for the fun conversation. Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.